Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Okay, here we are, everybody. Welcome to the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're here on Wednesday, 10th day of August, 2022. My name is Nick. Is Big J present? Yeah, I'm here, man. Beautiful. You must and be accounted for because uh, Tyler keeps running around here saying he wants to unwrap you. Do you want to speak on what, what that means? What? Yeah, it's a weird thing to say, right? It's making me really uncomfortable. I have no idea what that means. He wants to unwrap me? Yeah, like a present. And I was like, what? That's weird. And I think that means he wants to take your clothes off. I. That's weird. Does that sound right? No, I think you're making this whole thing up. I might be. Maybe it is her. But I will say this, we are here no matter what. We got ourselves a pretty big show planned for you. Uh, that includes a visit from our buddy Dave, Big J. Yeah, Dave. From Valley Regional Transit. He has been in here multiple times. Got some pretty big announcements, big things going on here in the Treasure Valley, trying to get you from point A to point B with as little resistance as possible. And so that's going to be cool. We're going to chat him up. That's going to be pretty awesome. We also have a chance for you to go check out some 41 and Simple Plan. That show is less than a week away now. At the Revolution Concert House and Event Center, which will be fun. Hopefully, you have some good things ready to go. Big J has a movie review for you. I think we're alone now. Is a movie that he watched yesterday yep. on Amazon Prime. It's got Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones fame, and it also has Elle Fanning. And I sometimes one get of, her confused with her sister. So, I, what what are like some of Elle's big things? One of the Fannings. I don't know. Oh. This this. Well, yeah, but this is a movie that is uh, four years old that you and I had not heard of until yesterday, so I'm guessing probably not one of her better-known roles. But I know she's been in stuff, but her sister is the one that's like, you know... Yeah, that Dakota was, fan. Yeah, was famous when she was a little girl, was in Man on Fire with Denzel Washington, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. But Elle's been in things, that much I know. I just get them confused, which is more on me than it is on anybody else. But I guess I'm not alone, considering you can't name anything else I mean, she's been in either. She hasn't been in a lot of. She was in Super Eight. That's a pretty big deal. That's right. She was in a bunch of it. stuff, but just things that you wouldn't probably see. Why is it all romantic comedy? No, Maleficent. I saw that. Okay, she was in that. That was on HBO Max, one of the free things during uh, COVID. I remember that. It's about. <laughs> I mean, it's a really stupid movie, but I did. I did see it. <laughs> I mean, I was about to explain to you the premise of Malefic- Maleficent, no, and I was like, don't. I was like, those words coming out of my mouth will sound absolutely ridiculous. I'm not sure how that pitch meeting went that made that movie <laughs> get made, but for those of you that have seen it, know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know what happened in the movie, but if you're to put it into words and try to explain to someone that has no idea what it is, what that movie is about, oh boy, you're gonna have a hard time doing it. Plus, we play music on this show. Gosh dang it. Let's get started with some Foo Fighters. Everlong kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Big J, every single year, the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Department of Education releases something called the Kids Count Rankings. And it basically is a report card on how your state is doing when it comes to economic well-being, family, community factors for children. And I've got good news, bad news for the state of Idaho, buddy. Okay. Uh, We're doing really well among the best in the country for economic well-being, family, and community members for kids here in the Treasure Valley. And that's something that we should be proud of. Uh, We have an exorbitant amount of children that live with their mother and father and on single-family households. A bunch of kids that live here in the Treasure Valley and in the state of Idaho do not live in poverty. That's a very good thing. We only have a 2% poverty rate for children, which is uh, the lowest in the country, which is fantastic. But here's where we're not doing great. I'm going to guess the but is those kids are dumb. Uh, well, I can't speak to all of them, but yes, we have somehow gotten worse in our education policies in last year. <laughs> because we're saving all that money like it's... I don't know what we're going to do with it. Uh, but also, not only do we slip there, but we also have a very high rate of children under the age of 18 that are suffering from anxiety and depression here in the state of Idaho. Maybe because they're getting a terrible education. I don't know. The report is built using four categories, economic well-being, education, health, and community. Uh, Out of 16 factors, Idaho only improved in 11 of those since 2020. But basically, we're, we're 14th in the nation when it comes to children living in households with an income below the poverty line, which is good. But again, we are at 49th in the country when it comes to education in uh, with the children under the age of 18. We're just not doing a good job. And can I, I cannot stress this enough how this is not any kind of issue with our educators and our teachers here in the Treasure Valley in the state of Idaho. They, they continue to try to do a job with almost two arms tied behind their back. As we talked about the, not only the financial, but also the the comical and fictional restrictions that are put on them in order to do their job and to do it, you know, well, it's, it's almost an impossibility. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday as well. I'm not, it's certainly going the wrong way. I can tell you that. And it's going the wrong way when it comes to uh, our report cards as well. So, you know, listen, if, if we were in the actual school and trying to this the class was how are we doing with teaching our kids idaho would probably be getting an f if we're being honest and we're not doing a whole hell of a lot to fix that and that makes me very sad concerned and uh, i think we all should be well here's the thing we have a large surplus of of money in the state of idaho uh you know, and I've always wondered why do we have such a huge, you know, surplus? I, I don't, for whatever reason, we're not spending that money that we're getting through taxes on education, and I never really understood why not. So it's because I that's what it's for. I know, but right now, because of the political climate that we're in, the people in power have this war, fictional or otherwise, against educators in uh, the state, thinking that something weird and indoctrination is happening, and it's just. A, it's not true, and B, it's a way for them to keep money out of the hands of the people that could actually use it and do good for our kids in schools. And that will continue to be a battle until they move on to the next thing that they want to fight against and make a talking point. And that's just the way it works. And this isn't like, again, we don't usually, you know, throw out opinions and stuff there. And and I've seen this uh, time and time again uh, where teachers and things like that have to ask 
parents and families to help them with school supplies and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I no no lie. I literally got a text message yesterday asking parents to sign up for a school supply drive for my kids' school so that they can stock their classrooms. And I'm like, look, we have got a $900 million surplus in the state of Idaho. Why I'm getting taxed that money? Why am I having then to fork over extra money to help out our public education schools and their supplies? Because they wanted to send you a $345 check. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And it's not like, you know, I I wanted an answer to it that that also makes sense. Uh, But then I don't think I'll ever get that. No, 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 no. Uh, only because nobody's asking those questions directly, and uh, when you do, the subject is changed and spun. Or you could gaslit, and I'm an idiot. No. I don't know enough about <laughs> everything, I guess. But I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. I thought our taxes and stuff went to pay for this. Why am I giving extra money to my uh, classrooms so that they can have stuff? I agree. It is it is silly. But uh, that being said, I'm still happy to help out the classrooms when and, I and can. And the reason we do it is because of the teachers are asking us. Well, and our kids, man. Yeah. My kids are going to the school. I want them to get the best education they possibly can, and I think they're doing the best job they can. But again, how can they do that when everything about it is restrictive and they don't have the the actual you know job things that they need in order to get the the work done? It's it's very frustrating. I just think. I just thank, you know, the Lord that my kids are already out of school. And I feel bad for people who have to go through this in the state of Idaho. So. Uh, but again, uh, I, but I also want to go out of my way to thank the teachers, at least that, that work with my children. I know that, that you know, you, you can have good and bad stories about every single saga. But I know the, the men and women that have worked with my kids have done an yeah. extraordinary job. And I appreciate all of their efforts and their continued efforts to do the best they possibly can in in a world where they, again, are, are trying to do what they can with the as little resources as possible big j it happened we knew it was kind of coming but uh tennis great serena williams announced yesterday that she will be retiring after the u.s open this year which begins at the end of this month the 23-time grand Slam champion shared the news in vogue magazine with an instagram post as well uh she's of course going to turn 41 in september but uh so it shouldn't really surprise anybody that that she's nearing the end of her athletic career but uh i hope people don't forget that uh, she is not only probably the best female tennis player ever, uh, probably one of the best tennis players ever, period, but also one of the best athletes of all time. I mean, uh, the Serena and Venus as well, their career numbers are insane. Yeah. And you break it down among all-time greats. So uh, she certainly has earned her retirement. I know this isn't going to be the last that we're hearing from her. She's already got a bunch of stuff going on, a bunch of stuff she's already accomplished, but... A hell of a career, and certainly uh, hope that she gets sent off the right way when she plays at the U.S. Open later on this month. Big J, uh, have you watched the uh, Predator prequel Prey on Hulu yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. Is there a reason why you're waiting? No. You just haven't sat down and watched it. Right. You have interest in it. Yes. Uh, I have heard uh, good, bad, and different things about it. More good than bad, I will definitely say. But I haven't watched it either, so I can't speak on it. But I can say a hell of a lot of people have watched it. It had the biggest three-day debut for a TV series or movie ever on Hulu. Uh, Thankfully, that beat out The Kardashians, which premiered in April. So now uh, Prey, uh, which is a sequel, has already been announced to it, is the most watched premiere ever 
on Hulu. So if you're a fan of the Predator movies, franchises, or even just enjoy a good movie, apparently, Prey is the place to go, and it is available for you to watch on Hulu. So maybe it'll show up on Streaming Dumbass, or maybe uh, Big J will actually just spend some spare time and, and let us know what he thinks. But it is out there for you to watch, and a lot of people are doing it, and apparently it's pretty damn good if you're into that kind of thing. And is Soundgarden and Spoonman here on 100.3 The X Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, despite what we look like, neither of us have really a gigantic sweet tooth, do we? No, no, uh, we don't. You're not somebody that goes out and grabs something, but where do you sit on ice cream? Are you an ice cream fan? Yeah. You are, okay. So that's soft the, serve, usually. The What's the difference? Soft serve? Yes. It comes out of a damn machine, and right. it's soft serve. Okay, but that's like ice cream, right? Sure. Okay. It's a different form of ice cream. Not, you're saying you'd much rather go out someplace and grab like a cone than you would uh, grab something in a store. I'd rather have soft serve. Thank uh, you. Yes. Uh, but what about like extra kind of treats? Are you like a fan that like buys the novelty kind of treats at the store or the ice cream truck or anything like that? No. Uh, I've never been one as well, but uh, when you were a kid, did you do any of that stuff? No, because we had a damn uh, truck that had a soft serve machine in it. So that's what you went with. Are you yeah, a cone it was guy? A Dairy Queen. Yeah, uh, yeah. You what a I Dairy was... Queen truck? Yeah. Really? I don't think yeah. I've ever seen one of those. No, you haven't, and nobody ever will again. It, was it a Montana thing? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a Montana thing, but it was certainly in Miles City, and um, one of the, uh, I think he was the the principal of the high school. He owned it. Oh, that's so, creepy. Yes, like... it is very creepy. But uh, it was did, delicious. Did you also have a standalone Dairy Queen? In, yeah. Okay. So did you own were that not, as well? No, they were so weird. It is very weird. <laughs> uh, That's but, probably why I'm so I have such a thing for the the soft serve ice cream cone. Makes sense. Now, do you also enjoy like the McDonald's soft serve? No, as well? I don't consider it's too airy. And now it's and, too and, soft. And, yes, mark? and now I'm more of a custard guy. So you'll find me Culver's or Freddy's is gotcha. where I would rather go. Uh, when, if you had to pick what your favorite like novelty kind of thing. Maybe that's even like a concrete mixture of Culver's, for instance. Is there a particular flavor that you gravitate towards? Yeah, the turtle. Uh, like, remind me what's Usually in a turtle. it's got uh, walnuts and... Um, caramel. Caramel. Yeah, yeah, hot caramel. Gotcha. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the number one novelty ice cream bar in the United States is one that I've never had, and I know it sounds crazy that I've never had it because they, they seem... Uh, maybe they're everywhere. Uh, Crunch ice cream bar. I never had one. Oh, yeah. Uh, are they good? Doesn't seem. I'm trying to figure out what makes a crunch ice cream. Is it just like the shell? The outer shell's got like the the rice kind of cereal in it, and that's what makes it a crunch ice cream bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, I think so. It's got that chocolate coating, almost like a Nestle Crunch. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like I said. So, uh, have you? You see, so you have those, and would you say they're top tier or no? Yes. Second place is a drumstick that I've had. Yeah. Third place are uh, ice cream sandwiches, which I've also had. So we are traditionalists when it comes to that particular thing. The bottom three are all character-based, which is weird. The Spider-Man popsicle, the SpongeBob popsicle, and the Powerpuff popsicle. I don't know what any of those are. Spider-Man, I think, had the bubble gum at the bottom, if I'm remembering correctly. But that's the only one. And oh, by the way, the Choco Taco, which everybody's all up in arms with that's going away, came in at number 13, and that was before it was going out of business. And so it's not nearly as popular as you think. Now it's number one. Uh, right, because it's going away. But uh, I will say this. When it comes to those kind of treats, as much as you're a soft serve guy, I am a 
malt guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, yeah, the malt powder. Yes, and it's uh, one of my favorite things to do. I know if I'm going to get a good malt uh, or not is when you go someplace and you ask, you know, what's the difference between your shakes and malts? Unfortunately, most people will tell you a malt is thicker. And uh, that answer is absolutely incorrect. The consistency is still the incorrect. same. Incorrect. The malt is a flavor that is added to whatever kind of concoction you want to have. And you can have any kind of flavored shake that's out there. can mm-hmm. also be a malt as long as you add the additional side to it. One of the reasons why I enjoy Culver's very much is they are uh, fantastic at that. Of course, I grew up in Wisconsin, and that's that's be- right of passage is Culver's at every corner there. Yeah. So it's always been a very big part of my... And I don't go there nearly as much as I probably should or as much as I say I like it. But... Uh, Again, I'm, I'm trying to be better about that kind of stuff, but I don't get ice cream a whole hell of a lot or shakes or malts for that matter. But when I do, if I want to get myself a, a sweet treat, Big J, it's going to be a malt, usually from Culver's, because they're also not... They're not readily available. There's not a lot of places that offer malts, I guess is my point. Yeah. Lots of shakes out there, not a lot of malts. I'll tell you, my, the, the, my favorite shake in this town is Fancy Freeze, and it's the Boston Shake. What is that now? And it's milkshake, and on top of the milkshake, they put a like an ice cream sundae. That sounds like it is <laughs> incredibly bad for you, but yeah, it sounds I mean, delicious. I, I, what kind I of ice cream sundae? Like, is it just regular vanilla ice cream? You can put cream? on whatever whatever flavors you want. So, okay. yeah, vanilla, and then you get a couple different, like... So, what's you know, the Big J go-to? When you're building it, what flavor is the shake, and then what kind of ice cream do you get on top? Uh, it's probably a cherry shake. Okay, a cherry. Wow, I don't think I've ever yeah, had a cherry shake. Yeah, and then uh, on the Sunday, I'll, you know, hit the caramel and probably uh, some uh, some banana. Is the... Uh, so, then it becomes a banana split? Is the, uh, is the ice cream the same flavor as the shake that's on top, or no? Uh, no. You, well, usually because the, the shake is mixed in with uh, whatever you have flavoring, right? Yes. So you have cherry shake, so it's got vanilla as a base. But yeah, you could put chocolate, I guess, if you wanted. But what, but you, what be, kind of, what flavor is the ice cream on top? vanilla. Okay. So you, you do the cherry, then yeah. the vanilla, then the uh, sun. How the hell do you eat it? Carefully. I mean, it's delicious. But I mean, like, you spoon out the yeah, sundae first, yeah. right? And then you, aren't you just like bloated as hell when you're done with it? Isn't it gigantic? Yeah. All right, well, listen, as long I mean, as you I enjoy it, more really, power to I don't you. really get bloated from eating ice cream. Uh, I don't know why it fills me up, but it does. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Whatever ice cream treat you enjoy, hopefully it's a good one. And you can spoil yourself today because we give you the permission to do so. <laughs> do we, it. We've got ourselves a movie review courtesy of Big J. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. Great. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J was chosen a movie to watch and review for you. That movie was available on Amazon Prime. It was called I Think We're Alone Now. Sounded like a dystopian future kind of movie, Big J, but how was it and what's it about? Yeah, it is. uh, And, um, you know, that doesn't really give a time frame. I'm going to say probably present time. And there's uh, been an apocalypse of some sort where everybody just kind of died. We don't know why or how? No. And uh, what you have left here in this small town is uh, Peter Dinklage character, Dell, and he He's, um, you know, he's carrying on and he's trying to clean up the town uh, of all the dead folks. So he's going into everybody's house and he has a procedure to clean up the house and to remove the body and to go bury it. So there are dead people still in houses? Yeah, I mean, they're dead. They just died. Like, they just... I mean, are they like in various states of decay or yes, okay. yes uh, definitely and so he's going from house to house and he he goes out and he's got like a little backhoe and he buries everybody and so that's what he does and he goes to the library it's where he hangs out he likes to read he's 
pretty seems pretty happy to be all by himself <laughs> and no and not mess with and then you get boom somebody who uh he hears a, a loud noise and sees some he sees some fireworks one night and then some loud noise the next day and that's when you have Elle fanning show up and she has been in, in a car accident you know probably had a good time passed out or whatever and uh he fixes her up but he's also confused as why there's another you know living person and uh you start to get this thing and, and you know like she keeps bugging him asking questions and following him around and he's frustrated by that etc um and so he you know she starts helping him remove bodies etc and uh, they start to build up kind of like a friendship and then find out that she's not alone by herself there's other people with her and that there's a bunch of people that are survivors etc it's like last man on earth the tv show exactly pretty much but not funny and also he was actually looking for other people yeah yeah and so this is uh this has got a lot of you know uh, you know, heavy themes, etc. And, and and there's like look, there's great cinematography. It's gotten you know nominated for awards uh, from Sundance Film Festival for a lot of this, but it is just kind of like it's very slow. There's not a lot of um, you know stuff going on, so it's going to be really interested in the characters, which is all fine. My biggest problem with this movie is how you can name it. I think we're alone now, and the damn song isn't in here. That's your hit. Not even a cover of it. You name it, it's the name of a famous damn song. But it's also just a sentence. But still, so yeah, not approved. I mean, the Predator movie is called Prey. Do you expect MC Hammer's Prey to be in there? I was going to make that joke earlier, but I didn't want to ruin this review. (laughs) You got to pray just to make it to Dale. Yeah, we pray. Pray. I mean, I guess, uh, listen, it's your movie review. You can be upset yeah. for what you want, but that yeah, feels like a pretty petty thing. To it be. is, and I'm a petty-ass person. I won't disagree. So uh, d- does that make it not approved? Yeah. My God. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen. Might not have gotten there anyways, but still. It was just, uh, did it have a point to it? Yeah, the, well, the point is, is that, yeah, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to give, uh, I don't want to be spoiler J here, so there is some point to it, uh, but the basic of this movie is relationships, and then, you know, he was perfectly happy by himself, and then introduced to people again, and then he may end up by himself again, and is very sad about it. All right, so uh, it does not sound like it's Big J approved. I, I would skip the movie. I would say this, unlike a lot of dystopian type things. I mean, this is kind of like a a, a, a real kind of like this feels like it, it could could be really happening, right. especially with what we went through in the pandemic. So, if you're looking for a slow, depressing movie, yeah, then maybe you want to watch. I think we're alone now, but don't expect a good soundtrack at all. Here's traffic. Unless you're a rush fan. Or you, uh, oh, is there a lot of Russian in there? <laughs> There's two Rush songs up in here. But are you, no. Are you I sure our friend Dell didn't put this movie together? It's uh, named his character and he loves Rush. Might be him. But I will say this uh, is that the only like popular music that's involved in the movie? Yes. Okay. So maybe they just didn't license it. Who knows? Or they wouldn't get it. It wouldn't get licensed. After with Nick and Big J. Big J, it is well documentized that Netflix has got some real monetary issues. They are losing subscribers like crazy, and they are losing money currently, and that's not a good place to be in if you're a streaming network. But it's starting to get some details as to why these things are happening. Now, there's lots of factors involved in this particular situation, why people are dropping off, mostly because, well, they're spending a lot of money on things that people just aren't using. 
first things are their end Netflix originals. While they they spend a ton of money and a ton of star power on some of these, they just don't have the staying power of some of the other streaming channels' original shows or movies, and that's a big problem for Netflix. I, I We've talked about this before. My biggest issue is I think Netflix is too much going up. And so because they have to go to the next thing the next week, it doesn't allow anything to kind of stick and stay for a little bit. Say what you want about Amazon Prime, but like, you know, if you go to their front page, it's going to, I mean, it's been the terminal list for the last, you know, month, month and a half. Yeah. So they're really pushing it, and that proves it in the numbers that they're getting. And sure, you know, uh, Netflix will do that for Stranger Things for a week or two, but now, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's still in the top 10, but it's not on the front page anymore. And they don't even have their page set up like that. No. Really. No. It's. But the other thing that's really, really uh, got them in the hole is something that you've talked about a couple of times over during your Nerd Alert, and that is their their gaming feature. Uh, they have 221 million subscribers worldwide, and they offer free games. Uh, some of you may have known that, some of you may not, but according to the numbers, ain't nobody playing it, man. About 1.7 million of the 221 million subscribers have even opened up the game platform. Yeah, uh, where? Where? I don't know. I don't know. How do you access it? I was going to ask you. I don't know. It's free to us. It's ad-free games, and there's a couple. There's a couple of games based on Stranger Things. There's games based on Netflix originals that you can play. But I have no idea how to get there no. or why they're not talking. About I mean, I know I see a few of those like in the play google play area but are those connected to facebook just because facebook pays for them no they're netflix games i meant netflix i'm sorry i meant netflix uh so but i haven't seen any of that i don't know where to go i don't know how you access it so that's why i mean again it's it's a whole kind of like communication breakdown that netflix has promoting things that they've done but they have spent a ridiculous amount of money on this gaming platform because they thought they were getting in on something that people would be into but nobody's using it. Part of the problem Which they is... they might be into. <laughs> right. If they can tell us where the hell it is, I don't know how to access it. Uh, I don't know anybody that's ever played a Netflix game or a game on Netflix. Now, I've done, like, some of their interactive shows. Have you done that? Like, they had a Black Mirror episode where you can kind of choose no, your I own direction. So there's a couple of them that you can do that in, but that doesn't even count as a game. That's still original programming, but I don't know where the game section of Netflix is. My point is they're losing their ass. They'd be better off if they figured out how to properly promote their product, and maybe then they wouldn't be hemorrhaging yeah, money on subscribers. Us. Well, I mean, we don't even know for how to get there. An, for an egregious amount of money, we'll figure it out. You're right. I tell you what, if you give Jay and I, what do you do? Want to do about a million apiece? We'll yeah, figure out how to, sure, where cheap. that gaming platform is, and I'll tell everybody about it. I don't care. I mean, for crying out loud, let's go. Big J, uh, just like we told you what happened yesterday, a federal judge denied a restraining order yesterday for the players that left the PGA Tour for the Live Tour to join in the FedEx playoffs. Basically, the federal judge ruled with the PGA that said, yeah, you know what, uh, the, the, the private PGA Golf Tour has the right to make their own rules. You knew the rules when you left, and now you want back in. Sorry, that's not how it works. And so, basically, uh, the judge said it was your own choice to leave the tour. Now you can't just come back when you want to. When they've already said if you leave, it's not you're not going to be welcome back. So, Banned. these uh, these these golfers that want to do both will not be able to double dip. They're going to have to choose one, either the money or the exposure, or a, a little bit of both, I guess. Coming with the PGA Tour, just not as much money. So uh, they have to figure out where to go from here. Uh, appeal or just accept a decision, but they won't be playing in the FedEx playoffs is what it boils down to.
NFL owners yesterday unanimously approved the sale of the Broncos to the Walton Penner family. So that means Rob Walton, the heir apparent to the Walmart franchise. He's worth about $70 billion. He is now the new owner of the Denver Broncos. Probably shouldn't surprise anybody that that got the okay from it. It was uh, apparently a $4.65 billion deal to pick up the Broncos, which is a record for a North American sports franchise. Saturday Night Live star Keenan Thompson will be the host of this year's Emmy Awards on September 12th. He is very excited to be a part of it. They are bringing hosts back into the fold, and so that's what's going to happen when it's on your television. It'll be on NBC on September the 12th if you are excited to be a part of that particular broadcast. Not me, but listen, man, uh, I am certainly happy for him. He has got an incredible career and a long-running one at that and so why not add a award show host to the resume? Congratulations to him. Oh, man, we're going to hell. Oh, you know they're both going to hell, right? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are going to San Francisco, California for today's We're Going to Hell story and the story of the craziest funeral you've ever heard of. Oh, no. Now, funerals already can be emotional, Big J. I don't think I have to tell you that. They uh, can be a place where people who haven't seen each other in a very long time get together to celebrate the life and love of somebody in their family that may have passed. But there's lots of families out there that have family drama, Big J. And sometimes that could be a bad place to bring that stuff up. And that's where it started. This weekend in San Francisco... A family was burying the matriarch of that family, and about 20 family members showed up to be a part of the funeral, including a brother and sister that were attending their mom's funeral that apparently didn't get along and hadn't gotten along in many, many years. And so after the services at the actual graveyard, the brother and sister were talking and got into an argument. So that is when the boyfriend of the sister came over and encouraged her to walk away. This is not the place for it. As he was trying to, you know, remove his girlfriend from the situation, the brother then started just throwing haymakers on the boyfriend. So that's when it escalated from a verbal argument into a physical fight. And it started to get crazy. At some point... During the physical fight, which now included up to 12 different people just throwing haymakers at each other, the brother then got into his vehicle that was on the gravesite because they let you kind of drive a little bit close to wherever they're burying the person. He got into his car, and then he started to have the intention of running over his sister. So he went and started driving at her in an aggressive way, but instead struck another female that was at the funeral and sent her to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. While he was there, he damaged the grass. He knocked over and damaged about 20 of the headstones and vases that were at the actual graveyard. And then he broke a water main that ejected copious amounts of water and started flooding the entire graveyard and bringing up some bad things in the process, if that makes sense. So then the driver, while he was driving, also knocked over the casket containing his mom, knocking her out of the casket onto the ground, which now was flooded, Big J. Do you understand what I'm telling Yeah. So the body of his mom is now on a flooded graveyard ground. Everybody's running for their lives as this dude's running around in the car. When the brother realized he knocked his mom off out of her casket onto the ground, He got out of his vehicle. That is when the grandmother of the situation, an 89-year-old woman, smacked him in the back of the head with her cane, knocking him unconscious, Big J, to end the craziness. What a nice wallop. Yeah, he got it right in the temple. Got him good. 
down he goes. Dead. He's dead. He's not dead. Nobody's dead. <laughs> but he was arrested for the whole thing. Now, you know, sometimes families get into disputes at uh, cemetery or the church, but this is one that probably takes the case. It had some very serious bad blood. The 36-year-old brother was arrested for felony assault with a deadly weapon, that being the vehicle, and some vandalism. Uh, apparently, it's done more than $45,000 in damage to the cemetery that they were in as well. Well, yeah, all those uh, headstones. Yes, exactly. Jeez. And so that's going to have to come out of his pocket as well as some possible jail time. But that's like a Benny Hill skit, man. I mean, it's crazy. All of the stuff that happened. And oh, by the way, they say this happened in like the span of like four minutes. That's the other part of it. Like just the pure chaos that's involved whenever you get into these big gigantic brawls is crazy how much damage is done in such a short period of time but whatever they, they never really said what the original beef was over why the brother and sister hadn't gotten along for so many years but whatever it was there still was some very much bad blood involved there enough to get into a fight throw haymakers at a boyfriend that just wanted to remove somebody from the situation run over a bunch of gravestones knock your mom out of her casket while you're trying to bury her flood the cemetery and then get knocked out cold by grandma. Game, set, match. Damn. So, uh, needless to say, I'm guessing there won't be a lot of family reunions on that side of things going forward. There's one family that probably should not be in the same space as each other. So here's hoping whatever funeral you go to next is a little bit more peaceful and respectful than this one. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rocks. Rage Against the Machine, Renegades of Funk here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I don't know much about what it's like to have a lot of money, so I have to ask you, Big J. You're a one percenter. Yeah, What's yeah. it like to be rich? I don't really know. Uh, what are some of the cons to it, if there is any, you think, off the top of your head? People always asking you for money. That could definitely be it. Uh, I do know this. One thing rich people don't like to do is wait. They hate it. They usually have enough money that makes them skip to whatever head of the line that they need to get into. And when they are forced to wait like a commoner, boy, howdy, does it piss them off. And they are not happy about uh, the ability to fly into space, Big J. Virgin Galactic has been a space tourism company that has been reserving flights for the last couple of years for uh, the elitist of the elite to make a trip to the edge of space and say that they were an astronaut. You know, dreams come true kind of stuff. You understand? But none of it is cheap. And now they're pissed because the flights were supposed to start towards the end of this year, but now they're not. Uh, they have reached some technical difficulties, and they're calling it they need to do some mothership enhancement. I don't know what that means. But basically, the Commercial Space Tourism Service will not start until the middle of next year now. And uh, people were very upset about it. The flight that was supposed to start later this year featured three Italian Air Force members that paid to go to the edge of space because they wanted to study the effects of humans messing around with gravity. Boy, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it doesn't sound Boots, gravity boots. <laughs> so for now, those Italian Air Force members, along with about five other people that were supposed to go on the flight, are going to have to wait at least for a little while. And all of them are upset. Some of them are asking for refunds. And Virgin Galactic is asking for some patience. 
because they want to make sure that they get their money and they want to make sure these missions continue or these flights continue. So they're trying to keep everybody happy, but just know if your dream and you're saving up to go into space one day, you're going to have to wait a little bit more. That being said, I mean, we've talked about this before. Neither you or I have any interest in, in making this trip towards the edge of space, but I'll say this. If I was interested, I'm almost 100% positive I don't think I'd want to go on the first couple flights. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, let them iron out whatever is wrong with the issues first. Whatever mothership enhancement they need to do, let them figure that stuff out first. And then I'll take that trip up to the edge of space and spend five minutes in weightlessness and call it a day for whatever hundreds of thousands of dollars I've spent to do so. But it seems like while I understand the wanting to be up there and you want to make sure your dreams come true... Also, making sure that it's mechanically sound probably should be priority number one, and I'd much prefer that than going up and not being prepared, right? Yeah. But maybe these people just have a death wish. I don't know. I don't know. But I'd rather whatever enhancement they need to do happen before I make that trip up to the edge of space. So, unfortunately, for anybody that's looking to make the trip, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer than that before you actually make the commercial flights up to space. And by the way, uh, as mentioned, they're not cheap at all. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. What if I told you, Big J, that a new study has been put together that found that dudes that have a type D personality are the ones more likely to struggle in the bedroom than the others? I'm sure you've heard of a type A and type B, right? Yeah, I never even heard of a C or a D. Uh, well, they go all the way to F, in case you're curious. Oh. But uh, the study observed about 17,000 sexually active men, Big J. And they found that about a fifth of the men that have a particular personality type known as type D suffer from moderate to severe erectile dysfunction. So some of the commercials we play could come in handy. Yeah. This uh, personality type is the kind of people that are very shy, very pessimistic. They're very introverted and they avoid interaction with others. Also more prone to depression. So that's what the type D personality is defined as. And about two of five people in the United States have this particular personality. And so it's not necessarily a given that it's going to happen. They just happen to be more likely to be involved in this particular issue. Although, listen, if you've got, you know, bedroom issues, I can understand being an introvert, right? It's probably tough. You're probably having some real issues with that kind of stuff. And so going out and meeting somebody new, probably not exactly the easiest thing in the world to do. So a reminder that it's okay to understand those, you know, hurdles that everybody has to cross and getting help to do so is not a bad thing. Absolutely. So don't be ashamed. You're not alone. You're dealing with this. It's like a bunch of people are. There's help out there for you. And plenty of pills in case things go sideways. You understand, Big Jay? Damn right. Serena Williams said, you know what? I am going to retire from tennis and justifiably so. She is going to be 41 years old here coming up. She's going to hang him up after this U.S. Open, which is coming up at the end of this month. She is one of the best athletes of all time, certainly the best female tennis player of all time. 23 Grand Slam championships, and maybe, just maybe, I mean, she's going to need some help, but could wrap up her career with a hell of a run at the U.S. Open. You never know. Of course, she uh, and her husband have had a couple of kids. She is uh, transferring over into other kinds of business and jobs that she has been doing and is very good at that so the the world is her oyster she can do a lot of stuff but retiring from the tennis court was an inevitability and she's going out in her own terms so congratulations good for her and wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors roger goodell is talking big j about the world of deshaun watson 
Of course, we know that the NFL wants a stiffer penalty for the quarterback because of his actions were egregious and predatory behavior, which was found in the judge's ruling, but only gave him a six-game suspension. The NFL appealed that uh, and is dealing with somebody to try to figure that thing out. The NFL wants a full-season suspension. There are rumors that are leaking out say that 12 games are probably what's going to be the kind of punishment that is handed out, which is double the current suspension and there also will be a ten thousand a ten million dollar fine attached to it as well we'll see what actually happens no official word has come out yet from what the appeal will put together but roger goodell is being vocal about wanting him gone for a full season and again reminder he can make that final decision so even if the appellate guy comes back and says you know what let's do 10 or 12 games roger could still go you know what let's let's do a season because i said so that's what they bargained for collectively and that's what he's got the power to do Uh, But there is no official decision made just yet. Every once in a while, it feels like there is a scene or something that is cursed, and the justified reboot may be that. Oh, no. According to The Hollywood Reporter, they've had another incident on set, not involving anybody on set, just weird things that they're running into. They're filming Justified City Primeval in Chicago right now, and for the second time in a week, they've had to shut things down because of weird stuff that's happened. Uh, Firstly, uh, last week as they were filming a scene, a vehicle containing people shooting at each other crashed through a barricade on the set of the show on the west side of Chicago, so they had a real situation there, and now they found an incendiary device that was thrown towards the set of them while they were filming in this particular part of the city as well. So they've had some real issues. Luckily, the device didn't explode. Nobody was hurt. But it's one of those things where it's like, man, there seems to be one weird thing after another happening on this Justified reboot set. And thankfully, everybody's okay. But it's like, I hope nothing really awful happened next. And when are they going to wrap up? Because they've been doing it for a while. So we'll see what ends up happening. Luckily, nobody was hurt. But we got to keep that in mind as you're filming stuff to keep the safety of everybody involved paramount above everything else. Pop Culture Smackdown On the morning after with Nick and Big J Yeah, we got some tickets here for you Sum 41 is Simple Plan Putting on a show next week at the Rev Center Uh, We will get you set up with those tickets You must beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown All right, 208-287-1003. Been pretty easy this week to score these tickets. Hopefully, you can continue that particular trend because I'd like you to win. If you think you got what it takes, Big J's got some questions for you. Let's see if you can pull it off to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? My name's Kelly. All right, Kelly, you're up first. Good luck. Kelly, in 1998, The Mask of Zorro starred this Spanish-born actor. Antonio Banderas. Right. Antonio Banderas. Hey, happy birthday to him. He's uh, 62 today. Oh, my. Yeah, Nick. Um, this Banderas movie had him competing for Hitman contracts against Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I believe that was called Assassin. Yes, it was. Right. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, what character does Antonio Banderas voice in the Shrek movies? Uh, would that be Boots? Yes, I'll take right. the Boots for Puss sure. in, if I believe Yes, it. exactly. Boots. Nick, in the movie Desperado, what was Antonio Banderas' character's name? Oh, uh, damn. I mean, I've watched that movie. Damn, like nine, I mean, I've seen El Mariachi, I've seen Desperado, I've seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and now the name of his character completely escapes me. Did he have a name is the first thing that I'm trying to... I'm going to say uh, Mariachi. 
Yep, you're right. Is that right? Damn it. Right. <laughs> trying to get I you. I said to work my way through it. It was El Mariachi, so good job. Uh, all right, uh, Game of Thrones appeared on what network? Um, what was that? AMC? AMC. AMC. Incorrect, Kelly. Sorry. That is not the right answer. But uh, it was a cable network, is that right? Yes, yes. You may have scared everybody off, or somebody thought I was going to get the El Mariachi question correct, or incorrect, one of the two. But, uh, no, here we go. To the phones, hello, the X. Yes, hello. It's... Hello? Yeah. yeah, we're here. Yeah, it's HBO. HBO right. is right. It's not TV. Yeah. Uh, Nick, South Park. I know you enjoy South Park. Hmm. What is Kyle's last name? Uh... Well, I want to say it right. I got a feeling I'm going to say it wrong, but uh, I'm trying to think if it's got an F in it or a T. I'll say Barlowski. Close enough. You'll Close enough. It? It's right. Broflowski. Bro- Broflowski. Broflowski. Yes, exactly. Uh, what TV series premiered in June of 2018 and stars Kevin Costner? Very popular. The Ranch. Kevin Costner. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yellowstone. There you go, right. Yellowstone. It takes place on a ranch. <laughs> yeah, Hence yeah, your confusion. <laughs> Nick, how many total wedges of spaces are there on the Wheel of Fortune? You jerk. Who could possibly <laughs> know that? Uh, I'll say 64. Yes, it's right. Is that right? No, no, it's not. It's way too wrong. You do that every day. I know. Not every day. <laughs> you I tell me I'm right when I'm wrong. It's hilarious. How many is it? 24. Oh, I was way wrong. Okay. 24 it is. Congratulations, my man. You got yourself tickets to go check out some 41 and simple plan at the Rev Center. Please hold tight. We'll get some information from you and we'll do some headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. Everything you know is wrong. Here's the facts. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Coors Light. If you've been waiting to get your hands on some free X-Fest tickets, well, these next two days are going to be big ones for you. Uh, Adam going to be hanging out both nights, tonight and tomorrow night, giving away some X-Fest tickets. It starts tonight as the road show begins at Slick's Bar, 6 to 8 o'clock tonight, 525 Carter Road in Nampa. We'll have $2 Coors Lights, bike washes available as well, and... Your free tickets to X-Fest again. That's 6 to 8 tonight at Slick's Bar. And then tomorrow night, 6 to 8 at the Getaway. Also in Nampa, 512 12th Avenue. Going to have $8 pitchers, $3 pints of Coors Light, and your free X-Fest tickets. So, 2C, come on out tonight and tomorrow night. We'll have more ticket hits next week as well for you to get your hands on some free tickets to X-Fest if you're looking for them. Headlines are as follows. Sweet dreams, go for a run, or monster free. Uh, monster free. Well, guess what, Big J? They might have a reasoning behind the Loch Ness Monster, man. We have a friend that's over in Scotland enjoying the sights and scenes. Yeah. Turns out that uh, a recent Loch Ness Monster sighting was just an escaped alpaca going for a dip. Now, there's a bunch of alpacas in this particular part of Scotland, and if you notice, the Nessie pictures kind of have an alpaca look to them, if you understand, like the big old neck and the big, long, goofy-looking face. And that's exactly what they found out. A South, the South American animal had escaped their enclosure and decided it was time to cool off in the water. And from a distance with the long neck, they looked pretty much to be the Loch Ness Monster. 
But of course, that's not the case. Uh, there's a bunch of bed and breakfasts around there that have kept alpacas for generations, so this could very well explain what the Loch Ness Monster is. You know, a really old-school photograph taken from a faraway distance, which is what the original photograph was, could very well be just, you know, some random alpaca taking a dip in the pool or in the lake trying to cool off. You understand? Yeah. Does it explain it away? Does it make you feel better? Does it, will it help you sleep at night if you're in Scotland? Yes. Knowing there's no Loch Ness Monster, it's just an alpaca trying to cool off. I hope our buddy Ian's sleeping okay. He's not. Sweet dreams or go for a run? Go for a run. A suspect who was arrested for involvement in a non-fatal shooting can be seen on film just cra- casually just jogging right out of the police custody. His name is Ed Layson. He allegedly pushed a detective who had been processing him in a Bronx, New York police station department house on Monday. Then he fled the station on foot, and then you can just see him just kind of lightly jogging off the facility in a black tank top and red sweatpants. He was not handcuffed at the time because he was being processed, so it was the perfect time to escape. By the way, they never found him. He's still on the loose. Uh, so you might want to I- increase your security around, you know, processing side of things if a simple push can make somebody just bolt out of a police station and nobody stops him while he goes. So they may need to reassess their protocols, if you will, in that particular case. That or somebody really screwed up or several people screwed up, one of the two. But you should not be able to just lightly jog out of a police station if you're under arrest or something. Agreed? Yeah, no, you're right. Wrap it up with Sweet Dreams. And this might be the stuff of nightmares, but a study from a German university has revealed that spiders may have dreams, Big J. Uh, The baby jumping spiders involved in the study twitched a bunch as they slept, which could be a very clear indication of of dreaming. No, I saw that in Aliens. But that's not real life. They're getting ready to just kill you and take over your body. The lead researcher says it was a pretty surprising study. They weren't really trying to figure this stuff out, but they just kind of found it out by accident, and now it's freaking everybody out because this behavior's never been really observed in spiders before but has been seen in animals with backbones, so they think that attachment to your brain may be part of what helps you dream. But then it uh, does open up the side topic, which is what the hell would spiders be dreaming about? Like the, the perfect web or... Like a delicious fly? I, I don't know. I don't know what spiders could possibly... Taking over the world, I guess, in Big J's size. Yeah. Is, and killing you, I believe. Because there's not a lot of spiders out there that can kill you, Big J. There's only a handful. And you don't want them in your hands, believe me. But that's, you, that's, uh, you think enough. all spiders want to dream about killing... Yeah, they're all one. Now, we just humans or killing troopers. anything? Everything. Okay. They want world domination. Is yeah. Your yes. Well, they're like communists. That's what spiders dream of. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And it is high time that we visit and talk again about Valley Regional Transit. So it is an honor and privilege to welcome back into the studio programs director for Valley Regional Transit. His his name is Dave Foch. And welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank, Thank you, you for uh, inviting me in today. Thank you. You have <laughs> a very big task that you want to talk about. It's uh, You're rolling out the Valley e-bike system. So let's start at the very beginning. What exactly does that mean? What is an e-bike and, and how are we using it around the Treasure Valley? Well, this is a bike 
bike share system. So this is uh, bike share 2.0 for the city of Boise. Uh, this replaces the green bike system. And the major difference is that these are electric assist bikes. So every time you pedal, you get a boost. It makes you feel like Superman. Oh, <laughs> like I, I listen, whatever, anything that's out there that I can use less effort, effort doing, I'm all a big fan of. So congratulations. Then you'll love these bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so how exactly does the program work? It's all app-based. So download the Valley Bike app from your phone's app store and uh, create an account. And uh, you go to the map on the app. The map on the app, I like that. Very nice. <laughs> uh, it'll show you where there are bikes located. They're mostly downtown. And uh, you can choose one of those station hubs, choose a bike. I recommend choosing a bike that has a good battery level. It tells you how much juice is in each battery. Oh, that's awesome. There is a QR code on the bike, so you point your phone at the QR code, it unlocks, you take your ride, and you bring it back to one of the station hubs. And we require that you take a picture of the bike properly locked in order to end your ride. And uh, it's pretty simple. I like it. So yeah. it's an opportunity for you to get from point A to point B a little bit faster than you have normally. Yep. It's got a little bit more organization than, say, the scooters that everybody gets upset about just leaving them everywhere. There's certainly more places that people can go, so it leaves a little bit less mess around the Treasure Valley, which is yep. also very good. And I imagine it's affordable as well, right? It is affordable. The basic rate is a pay-as-you-go, so it's a dollar to unlock the bike and then 15 cents a minute. But we're also offering a day pass for $8, and that gives you unlimited rides up to four hours each during a 24-hour period. That's been super popular. I can imagine. And uh, we have monthly memberships, and we're also now rolling out an equity plan for low-income people. That's only $4 a month, and with that, they get f uh, an hour of free ride time every day. So we're hoping they can use that to replace car trips and also to access transit, since that's our main business. Yeah, that works. How many hubs are there throughout Boise? Well, there are about uh, 25, 30 hubs uh, that we've designated where you can leave the bikes without a, a charge. If you park it somewhere else, there's usually a penalty of $2, and you should return the bikes to the service area. Otherwise, you could face a pretty steep charge. And the service area is sort of constrained because there are only 50 bikes. It's okay. a pilot program. Uh, when we get more bikes, which we hope to do with more sponsorship, we'll have more places where you can uh, leave the bikes and we'll expand that service area. And Dave, do these hubs kind of look like uh, a fancy bike rack or is there a little bit more of a signage around them so that people know where they are? Are they easy to spot? They're easy to spot because they're the exact same racks we used with the green bike oh, system. Oh, perfect. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wonderful. And the app identifies where those hubs are so you, you know whether you're in a hub or not. So as you yeah. launch this thing, I know it's a lot of work, but, but how's it going? I mean, it, it, I imagine it's been pretty receptive pretty well? Yeah, so far we've had uh, just about 625 people uh, ride the bikes, and uh, we have 890 people who have signed up for the program. Awesome. And uh, ridership is building week to week. The one thing that has really kind of slowed things down is 100-degree temperatures every stinking day <laughs> right. for the last month. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's going to be like, oh, at least, though, you've got a little electric push, you know? You, you have that, so it's sort of like being in a convection oven then. <laughs> right. You mentioned this is a trial system, so uh, imagining everything goes fantastic exactly the way you and Valley Regional Transit wanted to go, what happens next then? What happens next is that some uh, companies come together and they become our title sponsors, and they help us to underwrite a system that will be 300 bikes or more next year. 
make it permanent, make it bigger, and we want to serve more of the community. Makes sense to me. If people want to join a part of this club, these monthly passes, these day passes, all that kind of stuff, what's the best place they can go to for more information? Go to our website, which is ridevalleybike.com. And that, by the way, is the same phrase that you can enter to get your first ride of 30 minutes free. So when you download the app, there's a coupon section in there. Enter Ride Valley Bike, and your first 30-minute ride is free. I love it. And if we wow. want to download the app, is it just searching for Valley Regional Transit in the Google Store or the what a Samsung Store or whatever? No, you'd look for Val E-Bike. Val E. So it's Val a specific e. app for the bike. Yes. Got it. Beautiful. So make sure you do that if you're looking to uh, get from point. And this is open. Is there restrictions on time when the, when people can use these bikes or anything like that? They're available 24-7. Love it. So uh, whether you need a ride on the weekdays or the weekends, it's certainly a great option for you and uh, an affordable one at that. And thank you, Dave, for all the hard work that you do putting this together. I know you're busting your tail to make sure this thing rocks and rolls. So check out more information at the website and the app. And, Dave, thank you for coming in. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we have tickets to Sum 41 and Simple Plan coming next week to the Rev, Rev, Rev Center. Uh, it will be a great show. I mean, gosh, Sum 41, it was a couple years ago they were out here for that festival show. Put on a great set. Uh, so we'll get you set up with those. You just need to figure out Bad Impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and next thing you know, you're going to a concert next week and hopefully feeling pretty good about all of those things. Hello, The X. Hi, this is Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first, man. Good luck. The Morning After highly recommends my movie, Willie's Wonderland. Uh, next. I may have won an Oscar for Viva Las Vegas, but I love my royal my role as Troy Caster in Face Off more. Um, that's Nicholas Cage. Yeah, there you go. Boom! Good job, my friend. Hang on one yeah. second, Josh. We'll hook you up with those tickets to Sum Forty One and Simple Plan for Tuesday. What was clue three? I spent millions buying an island I thought had treasure on it. Didn't work out. Uh, why <laughs> is Nick Cage in the news? I'm sure people might know about this, but I just kind of found out about it. Nick Cage, as everyone, uh, is a blog page. Nick, have you? Are you familiar with this? Uh, I am not. So basically, somebody has gone through and starts has began to uh, put Nicolas Cage in every picture ever made. That seems like a fool's errand. Yes, uh, and uh, the first picture that pops up here is uh, E.T., and it's got Nicolas Cage's face in it, so they're going through and uh, putting his face in all kinds of things. It reminds me of uh, our uh, our kind of uh, Easter egg that we used to put in pictures we would post uh, with Val Kilmer. Uh, are they morphing his face to fit on E.T.? So, some of it, yeah, some of it, and some of it is really sharp uh, Photoshop work. I mean, there's one is uh, Nick Cage is Walter White, a.k.a. Heinsberg, so that picture is him in there, and just pictures throughout history, and and obviously movie pictures with every movie posters, which every picture is Nicolas Cage. It's very well done. I'll post it on the Morning After Facebook page. Have they? Uh, is there a mission statement? Is there a reason why, or just because? Uh, I think just because there right. is no, <laughs> there is no, and basically I think what it is people take you know submit their pictures here and it's uh, it's called it's Nicholas or Nick Cage as everyone dot gotcha. so you can go check it out but I'll post it up on the morning after Facebook page. about how many pictures are on there right now is oh, it a ton I mean, yeah so it's been going on you for a while spend all day in here 
right, well, enjoy Laughing. the Nick Cage well, Photoshop I would, action. I would say probably the best way to view this is to take that YouTube role of Nick Cage being crazy, right? That you showed me years ago. Yes. Uh, and and play that as you roll through these pictures. You can hear him freaking out in the background as you enjoy the pictures of him freaking out in Photoshop. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That is Papa Roach, your headliner for X-Fest 22, coming up in less than two weeks at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It's all presented by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Man, we are going to be giving away the best seats in the house very soon, courtesy of the Lifetime Store, which is going to be amazing. The Clarity Credit Union broadcast booth is all squared up and ready to go. It's going to be a great time. You can grab your tickets now at ictickets.com or xrock.com. Special thank you to our friend Dave from Valley Regional Transit for popping by and talking about the Val e-bike system that is firing up here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, you can check that out on the podcast if you missed any of it. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about fights at funerals, never a good idea, and even Big J's favorite ice cream. So it was an eventful show. He also said, avoid I, uh, I Think We're Alone Now, which is a movie that was on Amazon Prime that he watched for streaming dumbass. But it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, today is National Lazy Day. Oh, I think that's every day for us. But What? Uh, how would you celebrate? It's going to start right after this. See? I'm out. Uh, there you have it. But a uh, reminder that if you need the next set of X-Rock, it's brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved. The Team Mazda's I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at goteammazda.com. Tomorrow on the show, it'll be more chances to win some 41 and simple plan tickets. That's always good, plus a nerd alert courtesy of Big J. We will see you then. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.